the action, it's your reaction. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. The open line is here right now and until four o'clock. So if you're making your way out of Celtic Park, why not give us a call? Let us know what you made of the game today. We can reflect on Dingwall last night. We've got games ongoing at the moment, and in fact, you missed one of these. Goal flashes. With Clyde Built Home Improvements It was actually a quick fire double for Hibs Chris Cadden adding a second soon after Kevin Nisbet's opener Livy are down to 10 men It looks like it could be a long way back So Hibs 2, Livingston 0 Now it's still Dundee United 1, Hearts 0 I mentioned the ludicrous injuries that Hearts have had To defenders in particular this year uh, already we told you that Craig Halkett had gone off Now Stephen Kingsley's taken a serious head knock He's gone off as well It is in- incredible how much bad luck Robbie Nielsen's had at the back And he's a goal down um, Toby Sibic on now uh, But Hearts with a, a sellout crowd of away fans Will never give in So I, I wouldn't write off Hearts chances mm. At this stage uh, Ian is on the line First caller through tonight As a Celtic fan What's your point tonight Ian? Jerry uh, Sorry Gordon oh, sorry Christmas. Not again no, Come on Ian no, Seriously getting... Six years <laughs> Six <laughs> years I'm not... <laughs> Gordon I'm not feeling too good mate I'm... This is the best I've felt For a couple of days mate Oh sorry uh, I hope you're uh, okay I don't know Hopefully Goodbye Christmas anyway good. No uh, Who's the boys in the studios Is it Mark Gordon and Shu. Yes, I'm here. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm yep. here as well. Yep. All right, Merry Christmas and come see you as oh, well, boys. Thank you. Best. A lot yep. Anyway, Shu, you need to hang up your gloves, mate, by the way. Your punditry is terrible. It's I'm gloves. a better pundit. Gloves got to I'm, do a better, <laughs> I'm a better pundit than you, Shu. Except your, predict, your predictions are terrible. Except I know the name of the, the show's presenter. <laughs> no, but the predictions you put are ridiculous, Shu. Unbelievable. Anyway. Just keep to your wee knock your phone That's a, it's a cracker But anyway Hold on I'm curious Why is he hanging out his gloves He's not a goalie I know he's not a goalie He was a boxer <laughs> <laughs> I'm lost yeah, I'm so <laughs> I, I, I was more of a chihuahua really <laughs> Anyway What about the game today Ian? Um, I've said to you before boys uh, And uh, Grand issue uh, I've uh, I said Celtic's going to spank somebody I mean that a tanking It's There's a 9 It's not going to be a 9 It's going to be a 10 11 or a 12 Because of the chances We're creating Is phenomenal Mark you'll, you'll agree with me So So will Gordon Dale um, It's It's frightening um, I don't know what the changes Was the day Because I came in And the game was on I think there's 4 or 5 changes They made a day I thought it was Mark. only I think it was only 3 at the start Was it? Yeah um, Anyway, I'll, yep. I'll count them up. What, I mean, there's one th- there's one thing Mark saying that Celtic are going to hammer someone, and they they may well do. Ian mentions twelve nil. That's we're, we're talking like history making. Yeah, stuff. that's that's a bit of a stretch. Like it, might, it might well strange things happen. But well, look, we've seen nine this season away from home. Um, you need an awful <laughs> lot to go in your favour to get to double figures. I, I would say that you need, um, you know, you need to take probably. Almost every chance you, you make But look, The one thing you would say When Celtic's on form And when they've got So much attacking threat Not only on the pitch At the start of the game But on the bench They mm. can They've got the ability To tear anybody apart Right we've got two of these So I'll just press it once Goal flashes 
with Clydebilt Home Improvements. Michael Smith has equalised for Hearts, so it's done the United one, Hearts one, good low finish, and Kyle McGuinness has headed home for Hibs to make it 3 0 against Livingston. Uh, you don't see that too often. Um, Ian, what else stood out for you from the game today? It's, it's just Mark Stone, you're obviously all talking about what a chance you've got to take them. We're creating. We're creating some like 30, 30 plus a game. Now, I'm not saying we've scraped. We've dominated the last few games, but just won by the odd goal. One goal cushion isn't good enough, especially the VAR. I think a two-goal lead is nice because if your opposition team scores to make it 2-1, it could be squeaky bum time five minutes but what, normal time what you mean the time because I was going to say what, what's what's VAR done against Celtic today no I, I just I don't think I don't think uh, see the, the the tackle with Turnbull uh, David Turnbull mm-hmm. when when, uh, when I watched it back and back uh, when they went when they went to him on it I knew it was going to get reversed to a red card but I don't think there was any intent in it I asked the, asked the boys in the studio what do you think? Because you are, you are obviously watching it as well. Yeah, what do you think? There wasn't any intent in it. But... doesn't have to be. It, it doesn't have to be, Gordon. It was a red card. Now, if you flip that the other way, if that's someone getting in Joe Hart and his boots that high and it catches Joe Hart in the face, that requires medical attention for a few minutes, the Celtic fans would be asking for a red card as well. So, unfortunate situation for David Turnbull. He had his eyes fixed on the ball. But unluckily for him, he catches... The goalkeeper. Like you'll notice this, Gordon and Hugh. In the last few years, bit by bit, football's laws have been updated and tweaked so that intent is actually taken out. Really, uh-huh. for, for pretty much everything in terms of you know tackles, red cards, it's more about the outcome than the intent. This is not me saying that's that's right. You can phone IFAB and tell them you think that's a disgrace. I'm just talking about the way the rules have evolved. If you get a straight red card like David Turnbull has, it's for serious foul play. A player is guilty of serious foul play if he uses excessive force or brutality against an opponent when challenging for the ball. A tackle that endangers the safety of an opponent must be sanctioned as serious foul play. So there's no mention of intent, as frustrating as that might be. That's the wording. And based on that, do you think it was the right or the wrong decision? I think you can inadvertently endanger an opponent. David Turnbull meant no harm Mm -hmm. to the goalkeeper, but did end up hurting the goalkeeper. And therefore, letter of the law, it's a red card. Don't get me wrong, Gordon, that I've always found some of the rules problematic because you can maybe always try and make a case to say that someone endangered an opponent when, when maybe they didn't. But if you were going to spin that, try and come at it the other way, could you build a case to say that David Turnbull didn't endanger no, the, I, 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 I think the officials got that spot on. I know they come in for a bit of criticism, but also, you got an experienced referee, you had time to go over the monitor, look at it two or three times, uh, and then make the decision, reverse the yellow card to a red. Uh, it was unfortunate for Turnbull, he's not that kind of player, we know that. But in the today's rules, it certainly was the right decision. You can't argue with it. All in agreement? Yeah. Yeah, pretty Full much. House. Yeah. As a player, Mark, would you would you still feel hard done by I would, I, I would probably act exactly the way David Turnbull looked. I mean, the cameras panned on him right away and had the little wry smile on his face like, I, I, you know, really, I can't believe this because he's unaware. It's almost like 
you know, a 50-50 challenge And you go in wholeheartedly to win the ball And sometimes you might be a bit high and catch a player You don't mean it Sort of like that um, And VR obviously drags out the full drama of the situation So he's standing there I think, like Ian said Turnbull would probably have been thinking along the same lines When the referee's going to the monitor He's probably thinking I cannot believe that I'm going to get mm. sent off for this So unavoidable unfortunately and he's he's going to miss the, the next game for Celtic the the plus point for Celtic is got embarrassment of riches in yeah. his position if it was a different time in the game when Celtic needed everybody I would have been a lot sorer to take he may well appeal that decision of course let's bring in Alec and thank Ian you take care Ian hope you're feeling better soon Alec is on the line uh, what did you take away from today Alec? Hi guys happy Christmas for tomorrow when thank it comes. you Alec same to you uh, oh, I, I took away, Gordon I didn't realise that every goal gets checked I mean, on Celtic Park with Ian Every goal after the, I mean, what happens if you're a winger You beat three players You smack the ball for 20 yards into the top corner of the net It's got to be checked with VAR I mean, I thought these, these VAR decisions were just for offsides You know, it really is slowing the game down I mean, it was a fabulous display with Celtic today But I think we could have, the last chapter we could have scored a, a few more But Aaron Moy today was absolutely superb. Never lost a ball. Great passing, great vision. Doesn't panic. You know, he's a, I think he's a fabulous player. And that, Hugh, is why people don't like VAR. VAR's not new. It might be new to Scotland, uh-huh. but it's not new. And that's the main, one of the main reasons not everyone likes it. Because the goals do get checked. And you can get the frustration because if you think it's taken too long and we could we could streamline that fine. But also... It's part of that It's almost like the lack of uh, Clarity Because You might look at something On the, on a screen and say Well that's just a simple decision Look he's not offside Why is this taking so long But you don't actually know What else they're looking at oh. It might be something in the build up It might be A phase of play It might be trying to Decide when that phase of play started Whatever That might be why you're taking so long But you don't get told that And that's why VAR Can be very annoying Everywhere and, uh, Supporters think that And uh, Celtic supporters in particular I would suggest Think that when Celtic score a goal VAR is trying to think of a way to chalk it off Um, When actually today The flag went up And therefore Without Celtic specifically on today Must be glad that VAR was there Otherwise that goal wouldn't have stood And what a terrific goal it was See, So many different dimensions have been introduced and you have got them all at the back of your mind And you trot them out and it's helpful But fans didn't think it was going to be this way Fans thought it would be quite straightforward That's offside And on we go But things are far more complex They are taking far more time And that's why supporters like Alec are at the game thinking What is going on here? Uh, I don't know whether that will ever correct itself I think that in this country we are naturally argumentative Sometimes see that black is actually white uh, So I don't think that it will ever be fully accepted and liked But it's here to stay Especially, that, and this is a great example of just how all round frustrating it is Because like we said, today VAR does its job And it, mm. it gives Celtic a perfectly good legitimate goal That four months ago wouldn't have wouldn't have stood The offside flag was up And that decision would have been wrong And the goal would have been ruled out Then yeah. we would have had calls saying We need VAR yeah, Because yeah. this is a shambles That goal has to stand So Now it's the time 
and this is why way back five years ago, whenever it got introduced, I was never really sure as a fan, just as a fan of football, if, if VR would be enjoyable. But I'm not sure if it's um, you know that much a hindrance to the the viewer who sits at home. And watches a game on live TV And you've plenty to fill that time Where there's checks getting done all the time And there's commentary running over it I think for the punter and the stand It must be a nightmare Because that minute or two minutes Seems like it's a whole mm-hmm. lot longer than that You don't know what they're checking for You don't know you know, where they're taking it back to At least when you're at home as a viewer You get some sort of insight But as a, a supporter in the stadium It's definitely not an enjoyable experience It's got its positives Obviously um, As you highlighted there Gordon And I think for the supporters And a, a vast majority of them It's got its negatives um, I was I was all for VR when it came in I thought it was uh, Really good to help the referees Officials Get decisions right We're still arguing about One or two decisions Obviously And we will continually do that But I'm not a great fan Of the timing of it As in as Mark rightly pointed out, if you're in a stadium, you're sitting there, you don't know why it's getting checked, it takes so long, people are saying, why is it taking so long? I think it, it hinders the supporters at the ground. Well, there's an interesting one taking place right now at Tanadice because Hearts have been given a penalty. It's for a handball on Arnold Jum. Now, it's quite like, remember Uruguay-Portugal at the World Cup where the player falls backwards and as his hand goes to support them and go down onto the ground... <coughs> The rules state that that should not be a penalty. That shouldn't have been given at the World Cup. Best refs in the world, full time, etc., etc. Um, but it was given, which was con- slightly confusing. So the refs now going to go and take a look because I I would expect them to overturn this and not give oh, that penalty without doubt. It'd be extremely harsh. Well, not extremely harsh, just wrong. If he gives that as a yeah, penalty Because the rule Or the guidance I should say Does make a distinction For a supporting arm You know if you yeah. fall down And it's your it's your the arm that, that braces you Or the arm that, that supports you um, It should not be a handball So I think Jim will get away with this Or he should If the rule is interpreted to, to the way I understand it But then I suppose What do I know Maybe he's going to think It's just more of a A fall rather than a, a supporting hand um, but the referee has gone over to take a look anyway, and the penalty's not been given. So oh, there we are. It works. Yeah. Yeah. Right I decision. like VR now. I thought <laughs> the right decision. But um, as, as I said, it's got its positives. Mm-hmm. Of course it has, especially uh, things like that, because Dundee United, who are fighting for their lives at the bottom of the league, could have easily found themselves 2 1 down. Um, Halliday's raging He's remonstrating with the ref What would he know? Oh. Yeah, and Monday, I'll put him right Honestly Close. He'll be saying though The one in the World Cup Was given I For know. that So that, that is the problem With football You've got the yeah. top level refs Who are making a backside of Interpreting these rules Two wrongs though Don't make a right Gordon No they do he not should know. Absolutely um, Between Halliday And Nielsen the manager What a pair of barnets They've got He's been booked For <laughs> remonstrating Halliday has, Halliday yeah. has. A Christmas card for him um, <laughs> Alec was impressed With Aaron Moy Before we get bogged down In too much VAR Mark did he catch your eye? Yeah Very tidy again Today He's, he's certainly been A slow burner As Aaron Moy Well certainly in my opinion I, I just thought When he came he wasn't up to speed. He didn't look like a player that would fit into Ange Postacoglu's side. But what do I know? Ange Postacoglu knew the type of player he was, knew it might take a, a few weeks to get him there. And he's been very impressive. Fits in nicely into that midfield, something that will keep the ball at all costs. 
doesn't do anything flashy really but just keeps things ticking along lets the guys in front of him do the, the fancy stuff and he just backs up so style another of, good day for him style of football suits him uh, team like Celtic want to play from the back want to play through the middle bring their their full backs in he's a very very tidy player very intelligent player he takes up good positions can see a pass I was with Mark when I seen him at uh, first of Celtic I'm thinking he's got a bit of catching up to do especially with the energy that Celtic play at um, I think he's been a terrific sign for him uh, thank you to Alec 01419511025 so just to quickly recap Hibs are 3-0 up uh, at the break against Livy Livy down to 10 men early on so that's a very impressive start for Lee Johnson's side and Hearts have levelled against Dundee United they thought they had a penalty then it got overruled Halliday's raging he's been I, booked I, I'm wondering is going to Robbie Nielsen and he's the same and the Hearts bench are the exact same surely they understand the rules though that if that is in the other box but and it's against is, this, them this is the point right I genuinely think this plays a part on the highest possible stage a penalty was given for that just two weeks ago with VAR with the best refs in the world yeah. supposedly with full time refs with more cameras than we've got so I honestly won't be surprised if that's what they're thinking hold on we but, now thought that was a penalty for that type how, of incident how, how can you not realise that on that incident Everybody, almost everybody, mm. said that that shouldn't be a penalty, and I would, I would probably say Andy would be the same, and Robbie Nielsen may have sat there as well and went, no way is that a penalty. Robbie, so why are they so incensed at that one? Robbie Nielsen same. would argue that tomorrow is Easter Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd, be, I'd actually be saying they'd be pulling their hair out, but yes, exactly. Need tweezers. <laughs> tweezers. Uh, right, anyway 0141-951-1025 Get your calls in What did you make of today's football? What about last night's football as well? We will speak to you next The games are over The talking begins 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line It is f- half time at Tanadice 57 minutes were played In that first half There were VAR checks There were serious injuries as well It has to be said But finally Dave Galloway Has a half time story for us Yes Gordon Dundee United won Hearts won an early blow For Hearts With uh, Halkett Helped off injured After falling to the turf As he was trying to help The ball behind but um, they passed up Hearts a, a decent chance to score when in a flowing move Halliday found Mackay however his effort was easily saved by Birigiti at the other end uh, Middleton tried his luck from the edge of the box Gordon saved that one at the second attempt the visitors well on top possession wise but uh, United took the lead somewhat against the run of play but in spectacular style on 20 minutes Behic the supplier and Fletcher netted with a sublime volley from around 20 yards Ginelli came close to an equaliser for the Jam Tarts with a fine run and a curling shot which went just over the bar he was aiming for for the top right hand corner but the Tangerines nearly got a second goal when Fletcher's header was turned behind by Gordon and from the corner kick Hart's header landed on top of the net Uh, Hart's injury woes continued they got even worse when Kingsley went off uh, following a head knock uh, in the 39th minute then on came Civic but they got level a very thoroughly deserved equaliser on 41 minutes Devlin with a nice through ball to Smith 
to confidently slot home. Hearts were awarded a late, late penalty for handball by Doom. That was overturned by the ref after a VAR review. There was still time, though, for United's Behic to see his drive deflected just past the post. The first half, like you say, had 57 minutes of play. At the end of a lit paradise, it's been a good one so far. Dundee United 1, Hearts 1. And the Christmas songs are blaring out as well. What a, what a day of high drama we're getting, Hugh Evans. Well, and it's not over by a long shot at uh, Paradise. But get the feeling that this game will go on providing incident after incident. One thing that surprised me, Hibs 3 up against Livingston. It's just been a rank bad day for David Martindale and Marvin Bartley. Started by the red card for Jason Holt. Then the collapse. Three goals for Hibs who... Have been unable to buy a result of late So the Hibs will be the winners It will set them up for the Celtic game on Wednesday And with Cadden getting on the goal sheet And Nisbet Hibs will feel much better about themselves Going into that game But Celtic today Highly impressive But that has the makings of some match on Wednesday yeah, game at Easter Road, obviously done and dusted And Lee Johnson certainly needed that um, After the run of results that he's had So he'll be pleased with his working Christmas Eve This game at Tannadice so I think this has got drama And at first half that goes into the 50 odd minute penalty You know, given and then overturned um, Two excellent goals you've got to say Chances at either end as well I think we're up for a a really good 45 minutes plus In this second half at Tannadice Yeah I, th- I think obviously the winners <coughs> Are Hibs through Easter Road They're delighted with that half time score Gordon I think Dave Martindale um, Will be very disappointed Because we spoke very highly of how Hard they are to play against How organised but to lose three goals In such a short space of time will be disappointing But I'm with the lads I think the whole eyes will be in Tannadice Dundee United desperate to close that gap At the bottom um, Hearts Great opportunity To go into third Tonight uh, With Aberdeen losing it And Paisley So plenty to play for 01419511025 Get your calls in uh, Let us know what you made of Either today's football Maybe last night's football Or something else entirely This is the place to share it Come on Christmas Eve Join in the fun 01419511025 We're going to hear from Ange Postacoglu Very soon He's been in doing his press conference without his jumper on, his trademark jumper, because he gave it to a young fan oh. after the game. So gone are the days where you got a shirt from a player, you get Angie's jumper if you hang around in the right place. What a gift that is. So, Ange has a heart. I'm sure he'll be happy with what he saw as well today, but we'll find out in the not too distant future. Uh, let's bring in John, who's a Celtic fan. What's your point tonight, John? Uh, hi, Gordon, Gordon, Mark, and Hugh. Uh, mm. Merry Christmas to you guys. Thank you, John. Same around. to you. Have a good one. Um, my point is really just about VAR, right? And the whole point, well, I thought VAR was there to assist the referee, right? Now, you get decisions where the referee will make a decision on the pitch that it's, say, a penalty, right? And he'll then go across to the screen. But when you're at the game, you don't get that. All you get is there's a decision being made. You don't get nothing on the screen. You don't show you the clip or anything like that, right? You can only get that if you're sitting in the house. But it's when they go across and look at the screen, again, them being there in the studio, having watched the incident over and over again. 
I would just love it for VAR to then go to the referee and say, not a chance was that a penalty. No, they overturn his decision. But every time they go to the screen, they go, it's a penalty. And you're you're in the studio and everybody discusses it. Um, the one I'm thinking about is Matt O'Reilly's handball. Everybody knew it wasn't a penalty. And they just every time they go to that screen, it's going to be a penalty. We all know it's going to be a penalty. It's not a penalty, if you know what I mean. This is what I'm saying. Is yeah, the I'm, whole point is it's going to be there to assist the referee. So it didn't so it didn't do anything to annoy you today. You just want to moan about something from a few weeks ago, and that that sounds quite um, sarcastic. I don't mean that. That I'm just trying to cl- clarify, you know, why why it's on your mind today. Yeah, the one that done it today for me was you read out the reasons for the red card, God, right. and you said that it was for uh, intent. And stuff like that. And you then you said um, there was one for a tackle, and it would be Dean as seen as foul play. Yeah, that wasn't a tackle. His leg was just dangling there, and he the the the, the keeper came out and hit his foot. Mm. Oh, so, re- oh, right. so, so hold, hold on We need to be careful, John. So you you want Remy Matthews done with head butting David Turnbull's foot? No, no, you know what I'm saying, though. It wasn't, mm. a, it wasn't a red card. I'm sorry. Yes, I okay. He hit him. Right, so, John, this is the thing. Whatever way you want to put it. No, but you've put it the other way. The question the referee just needs to ask himself, because I don't care, it doesn't make much difference to me. The question the ref asks himself what, did David Turnbull endanger the safety of the St. Johnson goalkeeper? You don't think he did? Oh, no, right. I'll give you a slight example, right? A slight difference. I remember earlier in the season, back in the 9 0, right? Um, Fletcher done it to Joe Hart. That was before that. But, but John, no- John, John, but here's the thing, right? That, that's all very interesting, but you're now just moving the goalposts on the argument. I just asked you, it's actually it's a simple yes or no. Do you think David Turnbull endangered the safety of the St. Johnson goalkeeper? You're allowed to say no. I'm just trying to figure out how you feel. No, I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Well, I don't think there was. Uh, you could see that for anywhere there in the pitch. Would that have been a free kick anywhere else in the pitch? Yes, yes, or, yes. Or yeah. anything like that? It would have, John, yeah. because you know I mean? David Turnbull, it was unintentional. He's going for the ball. However, when his boot is that high, and it, anywhere else in the pitch, if that goes into another midfielder's face as well, it's the same outcome. As I said, David Turnbull meant no harm. To the St. Johnston goalkeeper But he inadvertently Endangered him and That's what I said earlier you're, yeah. al- you're allowed to feel sorry for David <laughs> yeah. Turnbull You're allowed yeah. to think he's unlucky But you can also Again look at that rule and say Okay let's look Does it ask if David Turnbull meant it Does it a- You know it, it just doesn't but I think And that's frustrating for players John is symptomatic of supporters Who cannot accept That A player on his team Should be red carded and he cannot accept that it endangered the goalkeeper in any way, shape or form. Clearly, and I repeat the use of the word inadvertently, clearly, but inadvertently, David Turnbull endangered the St. Johnston goalkeeper. Totally agree. I, I, I said it when I watched it at the time, Gordon, that um, <clears throat> he did endanger the goalkeeper. Um, the letter of the law It means it's a red card I, th- I think sometimes you've got to Give the officials a little bit of credit Because the referee went over Took his time Looked at the monitor 
and made the correct decision and it's very hard to argue with yeah if you're a Celtic fan you feel sorry for David Turnbull of course you do <laughs> as a footballer as well but anywhere else in the pitch it's a red card as well so we, we have got the biggest nightmare in the history of Scottish football to come it will take place at Ibrox on the 2nd of January when VAR gets involved in a Rangers Celtic game this will be unprecedented the rows will be unprecedented the fallout will be unprecedented the followers of Rangers and Celtic cannot handle VAR and that game on the same day let's bring in Stephen who's got thoughts on it on the line Stephen hi guys thanks very much for taking my call hope you a lovely Christmas and New Year thanks Stephen same to you um, listen, I'm just at the game there returning with my son um, and I'm just wondering, right, um, I was very limited in how much I could see from the contact of it. Now, the point that I've got is, do you remember back a couple of weeks ago when Giamakis was caught in the chest with a high boot against Dundee United? Yes. Now, VA, I looked at that and that was deemed not even to be a foul. So how can one... What, what, is, it, what is the ruling? Was that just because it was an inch or two below? You know, I, I'm not saying today that I... I've totally believed that it wasn't a red card because I've not fully seen it. I'm just struggling to look at when one accident, when one incident looks like a booking and could be deemed further, we get nothing. And then when the other one looks like it may be borderline, it's a red card. I mean, for me, there doesn't seem to be any in between. Yeah, a couple of accuracy points, though, because bear in mind, VAR won't give out free kicks, it won't give out yellows, do you know what I mean? So even if that is... If you're looking for that middle ground That's just not what VAR designed for So that that's maybe a Just a kind of separate point So you're not going to get Your yellow card for it If it's not enough to be a A red You don't get a yellow VAR doesn't give out yellows anywhere Not just Scotland It just doesn't It doesn't do it It only upgrades um, It can upgrade yellows to reds But it doesn't give out yellows um, And it, the, the boring bit Stephen is Firstly it, it might be I, I don't know It might be because that was lower And it wasn't in the face And the really boring annoying bit Which I think you'll hate Different referee, different VAR, different set of eyes, different incident. You know, and you're asking them to come to some sort of conclusion. That that's just what annoys football fans up and down the country, isn't it? Can I raise a wee point just on this? And it's totally it's, it's the same sort of idea, right? Do you remember in the Champions League when John Lindstrom made contact? Or sorry, the Europa League when John Lindstrom made contact with the goalkeeper or the player's head? No, totally accidental and was deemed to be a yellow card. Probably quite rightly so. So what would be the difference in those two actions from today and maybe that game? But no, but no, this is the point, Stephen. No difference if you thought that was a mistake. I remember loads of people that night saying he's got away with one. So if you think that's a mistake, then you need to think that the one today is correct, don't you? Well, listen, it's kind of hard when I feel when you sometimes don't get the decisions. When it, I, listen, I've been on before and I've raised concerns about VAR when I think, you know, I think some teams can use it and it can work for them. And I think sometimes it can be weaponised, and I just the way that's the way I believe it. You know, I suppose in some ways that worked for Celtic today, didn't it? Because they ruled out Hatati's goal. The, the linesman had his flag up, but then VAR looked at it and, and gave the goal. Mhm. I mean, listen, it's just a. I just think it's. I, I think when when the referee makes a decision, so this is another point I want to make. Right, see if it's VAR. It's an assistant referee. So see, it's VAR saying that ref, the referee um, has this has judgment wasn't correct when he offered a yellow card on that on what? Is that what it, when when Turnbull was booked for a yellow card mm-hmm. I was saying listen we think it's a red 
and upgrade it. So they are. It's, it's not really an assistant then. It's kind of becoming the referee of the game, is it not? Yeah, well, that's the again. That's just that's the VAR across the world. They're asked to make the final call, but there obviously is that you know once they're asked to go to the monitor, do they ever change their mind? Yeah, exactly. Kevin Clancy. Sorry, did ever go against that? Kevin Clancy was invited to take a second look at a decision he had made. And he decided mm-hmm. that he should upgrade yellow to red. That's, the thing about that is, right, that's like the literal definition of VAR. Like, I, well, we're stuck with that. You know, that was the whole concept when it was born years ago, wasn't I, it? I, I, I take you back. The, the first VAR decision was on a Friday night, and it was for a player cheating. And that was okay. But the following day, Hearts played Celtic, and we were often running VAR wise. Because the most incredible um, decision of all was missed when Celtic didn't get a penalty for handball. Other decisions made by VAR that day were perfectly correct. But it is a fact that the Celtic supporters feel that the introduction of VAR has been harder on them than on every other club put together. And some Celtic supporters, I don't care to... Give you a percentage But some Celtic supporters believe It's deliberate but you're, Look you're allowed to disagree Of course you are But look, let's be fair we, we can't just skim over the fact That if it wasn't for VAR Hattati's goal wouldn't have stood today yeah. I'd be selective yeah, about yeah. it Yeah of course But, so, but it's, supporters it's in Celtic's favour Now Celtic, what I would argue Is Celtic have had Off the top of my head just now Three questionable ones So the Abada goal is the most recent one um, the Matt O'Reilly handball and the the handball Burnaby. at Tynecastle oh. or uh, Burnaby, uh, yeah, about four. Okay, so well, to be fair, as annoying as it is, apparently if the ball's heading towards the goal, maybe the Burnaby one. Yeah, one's so a bit let's more. take that. But the Matt O'Reilly one, so three in the top of my head. But every decision now is getting scrutinised mm. so much from the the Celtic fan base. Whether they think it's deliberate, like Hugh says, I, I fail to see how it can mm. be a t- a deliberate. Vendetta against Celtic. Oh, hold on, especially sending David Turnbull off in the ninety fourth minute. Exactly. When you're up, what, not... what is the what is the point in that? Of course, why would the referee go out his way to do that if he didn't genuinely think it was a We've red got card offence? A couple of these again. I'll just press it once. Goal flashes with Clyde Built Home Improvements. Stunned United two, Hearts one. So that game's. Continuing to provide the drama for Dave Galloway Interesting stuff up there Remember Hearts were raging at the end of the first half They had a penalty uh, The ref went over to check the monitor Decided it wasn't a penalty uh, And it didn't stand Dundee United have now taken the lead through Dylan Levitt You know he's got some great quality Quick passing move Great finish And they do go in front It's a very tidy finish mm. Craig Gordon no chance And Hibs are 4-0 <laughs> up on Livy There's a second for jo- um, for Kyle McGuinness we can say that game's well and truly done, but uh, drama at <clears throat> Tanadice, Dundee United desperate to get that three points, get them closer to Ross County and Kilmarnock at the bottom of the league. So that's a big, big goal. Can they hold on? Could you know Hearts will throw everything at them? Uh, let's hear from Ange Postacoglu, uh, get his thoughts on the game today. As you would expect, there was quite a bit to get through. He was talking about the team being more clinical and upping the performance. From the Livy game Which by the way Radical as this may sound You're allowed to talk about The performance of the team Today they did win 4-1 after all uh, So let's hear what the manager Made of it Yeah it's easy for me To sort of Put it out there But It's got to be 
you know, received by them and, and taken on board. And I had no doubt they would because that's, you know, I've never sensed with this group that there's any sort of <coughs> complacency creeping in or that they're comfortable where they are. They, they're kind of demanding to be better all the time and how we can help them do that. And, uh, you know, I just felt in the midweek game we weren't as sort of disciplined and desperate to get into those areas. And today was you know, a different story and we got the rewards for it. Real being shifted to right back at a pretty good performance as well, didn't he? Yeah, it was it was great. Yeah, I mean I had to get creative. I mean to be fair, if it didn't work, it would have been John Kennedy's idea. But um, yeah, no, look, I, I thought with the way it was set up, you know, with these kind of things, you can kind of disrupt the whole team. Or the easiest thing for us was to put a player there who maybe wasn't familiar with the position. Now Reyes played left back earlier in his career, which I knew from Japan, but. <clears throat> He's not a fullback, that's for sure. But I thought whatever sort of frailties we may have had defensively, he would give us, you know, plenty going the other way and uh, make us even more dangerous. And uh, but credit to him, I thought even defensively he did a really good job. You know, he did his, he, he kept his discipline and kept his uh, position. And you know, as soon as I told him yesterday, <coughs> he was fine. He was all in. You know, and um, I said credit to him. It was, a, it was a, I mean, apart from the goals, I thought it was a really good performance for him. The, the incident. I don't think there was any intent from Ball at all to, to sort of um, hurt the keeper. And I thought, you know, you usually get a, an idea by the like, reaction of the players around it, you know, how serious. And I thought, you know, the referee sort of dealt with it, you know, gave him a yellow card and away we go. But nowadays, you know, we've obviously got other eyes on this. And again, you know, I think the keeper was getting treatment for how long and we wait till the keeper's up on his feet before we then go check and it just takes too long and there's no need to but um, yeah I guess um, disappointed for Bull because like I said I, I don't think there was any intent there Bull yeah I like that that's a good yeah, nickname Bill. Um, again Hugh Ange Postacoglu is speaking on behalf of loads of people you said it yourself don't think there's intent there Yeah. the people in Clydesdale House are flicking through the rule book and saying yep nothing mentioned here about intent so we all look yeah. at it in a in a different way, and you can you can kind of see it from both sides, can't you? Yeah, of course. Um, it's one of those letter of the law decisions, uh, and it's cost David Turnbull his place in the game against Hibs, which, to go back to the football, is getting tastier and tastier by the minute, with Hibs now four up. Uh, all of a sudden, out of the sky drops a performance from a Hibs team who had previously lost seven of eight games and they are winding themselves up for a memorable encounter at Easter Road on Wednesday night. There could be an old-fashioned feel to that one. Before we get to that, Gordon, he was mm. full of praise for Rio Hatati. Two yeah. goals from right back. He was excellent. He was excellent there. And obviously, just listening to his interview, Gordon, he gave him plenty of time to you know, get used to the fact that's where he was going to play. Um, it wasn't a problem He looked very comfortable Got his two goals um, Had a great effort to get a hat-trick So it was a very, very good day for him I thought that uh, Take aside the, the sending off And the question marks about Did the referee get it right or wrong I thought Celtic's performance today Was very, very good There was an, an Ange joke in there Did you catch it? I did, I liked it Yeah, if Tati hadn't worked out It was John Kennedy's idea So, not often you get an Ange joke But there was one in there like that is it This is why And phone-ins like this exist To go over the, the, the big incidents And talk about drama Mark But actually Ange Postacoglu Rio Hitati And the Celtic players Deserve more than For us to stand for 40 minutes And talk about a 93rd yeah. minute red card For David Turnbull Because we've not even Really got to the performance yet Of course And that's why he's always been keen To say that 
about trying to not let it overshadow things. Yeah, and he's right because his team this half of the year have been exceptional again. They've been, in my opinion, an upgrade from what he, he brought last year. Um, and to finish it off today, just before Christmas, with a performance like that, especially in those first 20 minutes, where you've had a difficult run, you know, away at Aberdeen, they, they put, you know, eight defenders, nine defenders behind the ball, and you have to work it a different way. Then against Livingston, it's a bit of a sticky performance in the second half. Callum Davidson's then coming and saying, we're going to frustrate them. They have to find another way. And they did. Uh, particularly the opening stages, they were excellent. Daz is right, could have been much more today and I think Calm Davidson probably when he looks back at it would have been happy to get out there with just the four so they've been terrific all season and you just don't see any signs of them slipping up because if one player doesn't perform to the level that Postacoglu requires he just brings in a ready-made replacement who's every bit as good and that's a worrying sign for every other team in the league It even feels to an extent Gordon like when Kyogo burst onto the scene he was getting all sorts of praise, which he's not really getting as much anymore, it feels like. Um, that's him up to 13 goals in the league this season, 14 in total. I think it's 13 and 16, did I say? Something yeah. like that. I mean, by MD's estimation, that's not a bad return. It's a great return, Gordon. Um, and I think you'll look at the season so far and think, maybe I could have a few more um, on that list. Of course he can. I was very impressed with his movement today in the final third. Postacoglu had a little go to his strikers Talking about You know their great balls getting in there We need to get in the end of them He's obviously took the, the words And um, you know he's turned, them, he's turned them into positive action today Because his two goals uh, Were just for a striker Perfect timing Perfect runs The quality of the ball And a sublime finish So it's been a very good uh, day for uh, Kyogo as well I've got to say uh, Let's bring in Stephen Who's in Durham Chapel What's your point tonight Stephen? Hi guys, Merry Christmas Thank you Stephen uh, I just wanted to talk about the other Bad decision that wasn't given The goal Now there's no pictures of the goal in uh, And I was just wanting to know Why did we get rid of goal delayed technology? Well, we never had it Stephen I thought we had the chip in the ball No, we've never In our premiership we've never had goal line technology it's 10 enough. grand a pop Is it mm. enough for the World well, Cup? There's a, there's a few different versions here Obviously the World Cup one's now a new extreme But we've never had goal line technology here Stephen In the premiership Not according to Tommy Boyd On the Celtic TV today He said we had it You can pass my number on if we have And I've forgotten about it Then fine But I I would be I'm a up it to 100% confident We have never had goal line technology In our premiership Stephen If we've got VAR Why is there no TV lines To show Because it looks As if the ball's over the line On the TV But they don't show you the line Well you wouldn't draw a line in that instance Would you You, you use the cameras The reason we don't have it by the way It's the clubs Decided no Because it's Well it's Too expensive too much. It's too expensive yeah. It's actually It's considerably more expensive Than VAR and That's surprising You would then add that On top, then on top yeah. Obviously of, of what we've paid for VAR First of all Do you think that ball Was over the line earlier? Uh, no Listen Not for me I could I could clearly see um, Without any lines With one replay That wasn't over the line I don't know if Stephen's seen something we're totally back to, different We're back to supporters Supporters See everything In favour of their club And therefore It was no red card For David Turnbull And it was a goal From Kyogo um, But It was a red card 
And it wasn't over the line from Kyogo. Um, you, if you're watching club TV and you're a big supporter and you're carried away by the moment, but here we are again. Celtic win four one, going on anything you like. And what we're discussing here is nothing to do with Celtic's performance. What we're discussing is an insinuation, an allegation that VAR's out to get Celtic. Did it look over the line to you? Um, no, I wasn't convinced, Gordon, I've got to say. Uh, the two big decisions that the Celtic fans are talking about, I think the majority of Celtic fans will realise that they, I think they got them correct. But I agree with you. Uh, as I was listening to the, the Celtic manager there talking about the positives. I thought that Celtic were, were excellent today. I really did. And they could have scored more goals. Some of their football at times was brilliant. And uh, I think uh, Postacoglu would be delighted with the performance. Gordon, you're right though. We stood here for, what, an hour? The phones? And very rarely mm. have we heard anyone say, by the way, Celtic were excellent. They moved the ball well. It's been a great period for them. They've had three great results. Everything's about VAR see, and what could have been or what should have been instead what, of the performance. See for what it's worth though. That, that, is, that is fine, you know. But I think what surprises me just ever so slightly is compared to what we've seen in other days and compared to what might still lie ahead, that game at Celtic Park today was not a controversial day for VR, really. No. Right, you, no. you can split hairs a bit over the Turnbull one right at the end. It correctly awards Celtic a goal. It correctly awards St Johnston a goal. Most of you don't think that Kyogos was over the line. So actually... Look, there will be times when we'll argue about VAR for five days, but let, let's save it for a time when it really needs it and when it really deserves it. Yeah, yeah, January the 2nd. Like well, you very said, So we're you, not that far will, away. You will never have another day in your lives like the one that's coming on the 2nd of January. You might as well get used <laughs> to it now. You will never have known anything like this in your lives. And it will go on... My estimate would be that it will go on for three months after the game has ended. Uh, Jason Coogan sends me Scottish League Cup final. Uh, goal line technology makes its competition debut. Jason, if you listen carefully, you'll remember I very carefully used the word premiership on a number of occasions because I remember uh, that at Hamden we had it for a couple of games. You'll remember Hearts against Celtic in the Scottish Cup final. Hearts had won. Remember, <coughs> yep. it was just over the line and the ref ran away pointing to the watch. But I said Premiership We've never had goal line technology Because it's very expensive And you need to go and fit it At Tannadice And Smyza Stadium And Fatati Two goals Hits the post Not to mention Kyogo Another two goals 13 for the season Not to mention But Show them VAR And you're done for the afternoon Let's hear a bit from Jim Goodwin Because it's been a tough old week Hasn't it For Aberdeen Day Park the bus if you like and lose to Celtic They have much more of a go And inexplicably Turn three points into none Against Rangers And they then go to Paisley Earlier on today Get a man sent off And despite a late push Concede a third goal And lose the game 3-1 Here was his take on it I thought the game In the end uh, The last half an hour I thought the boys were, were excellent I thought the second half in a whole, I mean, obviously apart from the, uh, the couple of penalties that we give away, you know, one or two bizarre decisions and, um, and poor decision making on our part. But I thought, you know, when Kel Roos saves that penalty at uh, the third one, uh, I thought it gave the boys a real lift and I thought they were excellent from there on in. I thought if there was one team that was going to get the second goal uh, or another goal in the game, I thought it was going to be us. Um, 
So, you know, I've got to credit the players. It would have been very easy when we went behind um, to throw the towel in and to go under, but I don't think that the players can be labelled with that. I thought they were... I thought they were terrific uh, right up until the right up until the end, and I think we should have had an equaliser. You know, Ramadani has hit the bar. We've had one or two other opportunities where um, you know the ball fell kindly for us on the edge of the box, and we weren't able to um, hit the target. And then you know we've had a, a brilliant chance at the back post with Maddie Kennedy delivered a, a brilliant free kick in, and um, I think Ryan Duncan and, and, and Christian Ramirez ended up getting in each other's way at the end. But you know. If we had got that equaliser, then obviously uh, we'd all be delighted, and it would have uh, been a very important point. So um, it's a tough one to take, you know, to give away three penalties in any game is is quite strange. Um, and, and you know, to be in front and to have played as well as what we played in the first 10-15 minutes of the game, to then shoot ourselves in the foot in the manner that we did, is the the hardest part of that. I suppose there's no shame in losing to Celtic. There's mm-hmm. no shame in losing to Rangers. And if you go to St Mirren And play most of the game with 10 men It's not the end of the world to lose there either But when packaged together And wrapped yeah. in a nice Christmas bow And taking into account the manner of some of them Then you can see why the, the Aberdeen fans Won't be too happy today And the phrase they will not use Will be fine margins Fine margins Callum McGregor doesn't score And it's a goalless draw with Celtic Fine margins Aberdeen 2-1 up 7 minutes of time added on Survive 5 <coughs> of those minutes Another 2 minutes They're beating Rangers Fine margins And today More fine margins However It comes to 8 days 3 games No points The problem he's got Hugh uh, With the supporters is He's been well backed I think he spent the region About 2 million quid Which is Decent money uh, Outside Rangers and Celtic So <coughs> They're expected to go to Paisley and win. Uh, you can forgive them not beating Celtic and Rangers because that's a hard task. But I don't think it helps. Uh, things are going against Jim a little bit just now. He needs just that little bit of uh, luck that all managers, all players, everyone concerned the game sometimes are desperate for. I think Jim needs that. To get down to 10 men when they're probably looking and control the game, they get the first goal... That's a body blow That changes games for you It changes your tactics It changes the way you're thinking And uh, they obviously get punished this afternoon But well done to St Mern I think though at the end of the day When you look at where Jim's been asked to take Aberdeen Third place If it stays like this This afternoon at Tannadice Jim will finish off for Christmas In third place Now this week has been hugely disappointing Particularly today It's been a strange old period Jim touched that they have three penalties in a game Two stoppage time goals An 87th minute Winner for Cal McGregor A strange old period But when you look at the bigger picture He's probably sitting where They should be And the Aberdeen fans may moan and say Well we wanted a bit more distance Between us and the rest That's that's fine, that's understandable But there's still a second half of the season to go uh, And for him to put that distance there Do you know As things stand now First Celtic, 51 points Third, Aberdeen, 25 points 26 mm. points of a gap And we're not at the yeah. halfway stage yet You wouldn't judge them you judge them more on where they are in the league though, Rather than how close they are to a very good Celtic team Wouldn't you? Given everything we know about finances and all yeah, that stuff Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm just trying to get an overall picture of our football now in the Premiership Where we have Celtic and Rangers In terms of economics 
and squad strength. They they're a different postcode. And then a long way back come the rest. And the rest have now decided, for the most part, that even if they're playing at home against Celtic or Rangers, they'll park the bus. Hearts were, by my reckoning, Gordon, everyone's tip to finish mm-hmm. third. Absolutely everyone's. Certainly that we had on here. Um, and there's a long way to go. They may well finish mm-hmm. third, but unless they do something in the next half an hour, Aberdeen will finish the day and head into Christmas Day in third place. So, what what is the aim? Because I, I almost like I feel like those are two separate things. I don't feel like Aberdeen are in a brilliant place. I don't feel like they're playing brilliantly. I don't feel like it's overwhelmingly positive reactions. But if I if I wasn't aware of any of that and I picked up the league table and saw they were in third place, then what, what yeah. more do you want Aberdeen to do? Look, uh, you start back as a uh, highlighted. I think Aberdeen supporters are looking at the sort of uh, finances that Jim spent up there brought brought the players in. <clears throat> but it could all change so quickly. Mark's right. It could finish third tonight. You turn of the year, get into January, you've got a semi-final. Now, it's got to be difficult. Let's be honest about it. It's got to be difficult, Hamden. But if they did win that and get to a final, all of a sudden you're looking at Aberdeen in a different light, thinking third in the table... And then a final League Cup, first uh, major trophy. So there's still a bit of confidence there uh, about Pataudry, but I think it's just the way Jim's going about the business. Easy for us to say, let's bring in an Aberdeen fan and get the take from Robert, who's from Bailiston, but he's a Don's fan. What's going on, Robert? I've got no idea. I don't know why we just keep getting these guys trying to cut their teeth at Pataudry. Completely and utterly clueless in tactics. Try to manage the game. Forget it. Honestly, the last I was at the Celtic game last week. I've got a season ticket. It's just there's another Derek McInnes. We're at home. We're at home. Attack. Give us some entertainment. A nine men behind the ball. Seriously, what what what's what's the thinking with these modern managers? The game against Rangers. It doesn't matter if it was Rangers, Real Madrid, Stenhouse, Muir, Patrick Thistle. If you're two one up in the ninetieth minute. You shouldn't lose the game. He's trying to see the game out with 25 minutes to go. You see the game out with 5, 10, 15 minutes to go. What, what, where's the thinking? Where's the logic? What, what's what's going on there? You are in third place though, Robert. Is that not some sort of success? No. But no. Would, would you'd rather be second? Games have lost. You look at the games we've lost. Should I beat Rangers? Should I, Should really, realistically... Beat St Mern There's six points We lost to Livingston There's another three points <sighs> I don't know Just it's, I don't know why They get these managers in Try to cut their teeth At a club besides Aberdeen Football Club It's just Not Not acceptable Not well, acceptable Jim Goodman wasn't Cutting his teeth though To be fair I mean being mm. uh, The manager of St Mirren And Aloha before that uh, You were going to say that Hugh But seriously That's a big jump And I know Alec Ferguson Jumped to St Mern Aberdeen, but it's a different game. I take a your point game. with regard to Stephen Glass. Uh, I never thought that Stephen Glass made much sense as a penalty done the United. Sorry, Hugh, carry on. Hearts but, furious. Uh, Dave Cormack, the Aberdeen owner, Robert, your your sights will be trained on him because if Stephen Glass goes, your next choice has got to be a successful one. If Jim is found not to be successful, even though he's in third place. I'm not sure that 
Dave Cormack has shown great judgment in terms of hiring people. Still third place, by the way. Dundee, um, Dundee United have uh, yeah. got another penalty, so they may well bury this game here, which would mean Hearts lose, which means Aberdeen going to Christmas Day in third. Which, well, look, that that isn't the be all and end all. So Robert's more than welcome to phone this show and, and look a bit deeper and look at performances. But the level of anger, the level of frustration that, that Robert's displaying. Look, go back to Derek McInnes time at Aberdeen. Hugely <coughs> successful. Um, and he was still getting a tough time from sections of the Aberdeen support. He then leaves. Um, Stephen Glass comes in, makes a mess of it. Um, rightly so, moves on. Jim comes in. He's got him in third place, a semi final. That may not be sparkling football, but what is success then for Aberdeen fans? What is success for Robert? If it's not third place in the league, that should be your aim every year. Let's be realistic. We weren't back in the 80s where Aberdeen and Dundee United challenged Rangers or Celtic or even split them. We, we're never getting back to that. You know, we're, they're, they're, both of them are too far ahead. So all they can do is compete at a certain level. Now, the game against Rangers, Aberdeen did compete with Rangers. They were 2 1 up in the 92nd minute. How's that not competing? Yeah, but from there then. Obviously. From there, of course. Circumstances in the game. It was an absolute shocker that they lost the game. What I would say to you, Mark, in general terms, I don't think that it's necessarily a tremendous positive that a team who have lost three games on the bounce in the space of eight days are still third in our league. I say that reflects badly on those round about. Uh, maybe, but that, that's that's just one of these wider thoughts. If you're Aberdeen, that, you know, you're not worried about that. You don't finish third at the end of the season and go, ah, but do you know what? That wasn't that good anyway. That's just not the way, not Jim, the way it works. Jim Goodwin would have been handed a brief from his chairman when he signed. This is our aims. This is what we want over the... The period of your contract You don't walk in in May And Dave Cormack goes Look I know you finished up But actually we don't think The league was very good So yeah. you're going to the job centre Of centre-er. course Jim Goodwin has to hit his remit Finishing mm. third would be that Getting to a semi-final Or a final I'm sure would be up there as well Robert so you Are you suggesting Jim Goodwin should not be The Aberdeen manager Despite sitting in third Not at all Not at all What I've seen for him Is total And utter shambles With his tactics But we're talking about The team back in the 80s And all the rest of it but Derek McInnes had a, sex, a, a successful run. Look at the semi-finals and finals we should have won under Derek McInnes. We didn't because of his inept tactics. And this guy's just... To be guy. fair though, Mark, right, without going over all ground too, too much, Robert, did you not come up against Brendan Rodgers' Celtic team in a few of those finals? Now, you're an Aberdeen fan. I get you're going to want to talk about your tactics and so on. But you just got beaten by a better team on a number of occasions. That's right. But semi-final against Dundee United A semi-final against St Johnson Who would only win the cup Oh the St Johnson one's a sore one for sure But we're now talking individual games over Like whatever an eight year period um, Dave Galloway is honestly Going to get home Hogmanay if he's lucky <laughs> Because that penalty that's been awarded to Dundee United Stephen Fletcher and Craig Gordon collide They're both in a bit of pain They're both getting treatment I would be surprised if that stands I know yeah. That's not a penalty, is it? No, we're back to you know, the, the, both players have been hurt challenging for the ball, but there was no intent on. Uh, <clears throat> ah, don't you forget intent's not Craig important. Gordon, well, but but I mean, Craig Gordon has come out to defend his goal. They just collide, really, yeah. don't they? Yeah, yeah there's, um, a, there's no penalty 
there for me. So the ref is going to go and look at the monitor. Now there are two ways here. If you're a if you're a an optimist, you say this is good because it's led to twice the referee correcting his own bad decision, uh, and twice it's the right outcome. If he goes over to the monitor and overrules it, the other way, of course, the more negative way would be this ref has given two penalties that were never penalties, yeah. and he's gone and he's had to go and correct his own decision. But yeah, the other point is that. Craig Gordon at a time of defensive calamity for Robbie Nielsen the Hearts manager is still motionless on the ground with a stretcher nearby uh, now I know they've got the former St Johnston goalkeeper Xander Clark there and he'd be a, an able replacement but he is the captain Craig Gordon he's getting stretchered off and yeah. Xander Clark is ready to come on Hearts defensive injuries that cannot on this life or any Via penalties to Dundee United. I'm looking at it. It's a foul on Craig Gordon. <laughs> yeah. Craig Gordon seems to come out and balk the ball. The referee and Fletcher goes into him. The referee had to step away from the VAR monitor and book <laughs> Robbie Nielsen. Yeah. To be fair, right? I, I, I get refs are fair game. You criticise. See if you're those players, the subs, Robbie Nielsen. Just stand back. I know. Just get away. Let but them look at the monitor I, and everyone can get on with their night. I did say to you, Robbie Nielsen would argue that tomorrow is Easter Sunday. And not Christmas Day I mean you've actually got Douglas Ross of all people yeah. acting, He's the man you want in there He's acting like a bouncer <laughs> Around the VAR monitor Keeping the two dugouts back So that the referee Can have a good I look at Ro- it Robbie Nielsen uh, on one No hand, penalty Surprise yeah, surprise exactly. No penalty Robbie Nielsen on one hand The heart supporters will say Yes go on Robbie But He really has to Be a little bit More mature He's the manager of Heart of Midlothian A big club in our country and he behaves like uh, a fan with a tracksuit. That's a huge. That's a that's a huge mistake. That is a huge mistake by the referee. And it's his good fortune that VAR is now there to bail him out. Mm, he would have had a real bad day. Um, but <clears throat> the good thing is he went over Gordon. He recognised his mistake and he's corrected mm. it. And that's that's all part of it. That's the thing. Mark. Look, we can all get frustrated about it, Mark. I suppose you do need to acknowledge that previous life. Imagine that penalty gets given in stands And then I don't yeah. know Hearts miss out on third Or somebody gets relegated Or a, or a league is won VR ain't perfect In case you hadn't noticed But at least we're not getting decisions yeah. Like that still standing now That That's an amazing one um, And I feel for Craig Gordon You know he's he's still Undergoing some treatment just now Because it's a real Saurian The goalkeeper shows Tremendous bravery They're coming out Knowing fine well Stephen Fletcher's going to go into him If he glanced up from his state of agony to find that the referee had pointed to the spot for that, he would have been, you know, well, I think he's going to be substituted just now. Craig Gordon he's stretched, he, off, he yeah, stretched yeah. off. Yeah. Um, this referee, um, sorry, this game is in, I think, I think it's in the 75th minute. Yep. It should have been finished by now. It's quarter <laughs> to four. Oh, it's. <laughs> it's Quick, about 20 and you know what? I wonder, right, in a human level, what's the referee thinking at this minute? He's already been over to the monitor twice, twice. Knowing that he's made yeah. a pig's area twice And he's still got 15 odd minutes to get through In a game that's well, finally balanced That's, 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 that's the point the bar's there for to help the referees Yeah but before, no. we, before we get to VAR <laughs> If we discuss the general level of competence Oh totally The, the referee has got it horrendously yeah. wrong but That's why these are separate twice. issues aren't that's why these are separate And I think the language we use is important I've just seen a tweet from someone Who's referring to this game going 
you know, VAR's a shambles. Well, actually, without, v- with, without VAR, we've now got a bigger shambles on our mm, yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. You know, so the language is important. Criticise the ref there, but to just keep bringing out that broad brush and say, ah, VAR shambles. Yeah, VR has saved the referee twice yeah. Majorly today And you know People talk about the standard of refereeing here And they can be extremely derogatory And sometimes You have to hold your hands up and say This refereeing performance has been exposed As being mm. very bad I'll tell you what Even worse though for Hearts Because Craig Gordon stretched off Leg in a brace Oxygen I yeah, think some sort of like um, Aid for the pain there Already got disastrous injuries in a, in, to try and every cloud and all that Xander Clark's a fairly good number two Not many clubs have got a number two like that But yeah. Craig Gordon's Craig Gordon yeah. Is he? That's right <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised he's I, I forgot he was at Hearts this year He's not much yeah. game time No, exactly And he's uh, As you say, Gordon He was terrific for St. Johnson um, Nobody will ever forget that goal At uh, Ibrox for them um, But um, he's a good replacement You want obviously Craig Gordon Your number one And we wish him all the best But he's a good replacement for him uh, Let's go to the phones Martin's on the line Go on Martin Make three Four old men Very happy And talk to me about football Before we get to VAR What stood out For the performance today At Celtic Right First of all <coughs> Merry Christmas Thank I hope um, Craig Gordon's alright um, Still see his mum Is a, a big part Of the Celtic family So uh, Hope he's okay Um <sighs> Right, I'm probably going to make a few enemies here. Not with you guys, probably I'll get Christmas cards now. But <laughs> I'm a massive Celtic fan, always have been, um, always will be, watch them every time they're on. VAR has been a godsend. Um, I know a couple of referees personally, not great one ones, but I, I know guys that referee and they've got a hard enough job as it is. Um, Turnbull's was a red card. For a start, um, his his foot was too high, and it's just it's dangerous play. Uh, whether he the intent was to hurt him or not, his foot was too high. He went for the ball, yeah, but he, he clocked the guy in the face. So you know, it, it, it's a red card. Um, Kyogo's goal wasn't over the line. Um, I'm just actually looking about me here in the car park to see if there's any Celtic fans coming for me. But uh, <laughs> and I'm I'm annoyed. Really annoyed that we're not talking about how versatile and fantastic Rio Hattati played today and right back. Like, out of nowhere. I, I gaffer, I'll do it. So I just wanted to see if we can move away from the VAR thing for a wee change because I'm sick of hearing about it. Let's do it then. Let's do it. Tell me more about Hattati's performance. Two goals, of course. Absolutely. I mean, when do you see a right back scoring a goal, a one goal in a game? Very, very rarely. Um, unless it's a corner. But. Um, the guys just I think we've got a hell of a lot more to to see come for this young man um, he's he's absolutely fantastic and like the gaffer was saying in his um, post-match interview there that you know he, he told him yesterday he's like yep I'll do it you know so and that's the kind of player you want you know you don't uh, I've been in football as well for a, a, a good wee while and you know the ones that kind of moan when they don't get to play where they want to play and stuff and it seems like the Celtic dressing room is all pulling in the same direction. Celtic's performance today was outstanding. And to win 4-1 on a day like the day, it's absolutely miserable, you know. And the pressure was on as well. I know it was only six points. It was six points that we were, you know, behind. But keeping that nine-point gap 
it's got to be a lot of pressure because all those guys are, you know, in their late teens, early twenties, and you know, I'm an old man. <laughs> I know what the pressure would be for me. So you know, no, for Celtic to pull off like that without a recognised right back in the team, and for that guy to get two goals into the bargain, outstanding. Celtic's performance was great, but um, you also have to factor in the St. Johnston performance, which was very poor. Hatati had the freedom of the park all day long, and to his great credit, he used it well. Um, But I think a better test of Celtic, given that it's the game immediately before Ibrox, a better test will be Hibs at Easter Road, given the way Hibs are going about their business today. I think Martin was spot on with a lot of his points here because it, it, we can only analyse what we've seen this afternoon and I thought they were excellent I thought Hatati was the star of the show um, don't know how much choice he gets in saying oh I'll do it I think Ange Postacoglu would have said look we're going to play you right back and, End of story. and and that's it but he's a player that you could probably pick most positions in that Celtic team maybe apart from leading the line and you would think well, probably with the amount of shots Joe Hart faces, you probably could. But he could probably slot in to any of those uh, positions. Now, I like the point Martin made at the end there about it was six points at the start of the day, and people might not see that as pressure. But people don't see it as pressure because these guys make it look so easy. It is pressure. I've been there before. You know that you have to turn up and you have to win, or it's six points. And when that Hibs game comes around that Hugh's talking about, all of a sudden, it's the pressure. Builds that wee bit more Then you go into January the 2nd And it's a wee bit more So To keep it at 9 points And to turn out a performance Like they did This afternoon Top stuff from Celtic Just quickly I'm trying to piece this together Right I, I think this is what's happened Because Drama's everywhere today Livy have had a penalty 4-0 down David Marshall saves it I think he then saves the rebound I think the referee Points to the spot again And Marshall saves the next penalty <laughs> I think Right Because it's all about chaotic um, I take it he was off his line Was he Or something like that Maybe <laughs> Honestly yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm given up trying to He's good at the penalties analyse this <clears throat> Yeah just ask Alexander Mitrovic um, Yeah Gordon I think Ange Postacoglu Wanted his players to be Better in attack today And <clears throat> ultimately they were Yeah um, You've seen that by the The movement of Kyogo Two goals Hatate right back Was excellent um, I just thought Celtic overall as a team Especially first half They just dominated every area of the pitch They look comfortable They get down the wide areas They put good balls in Kyogo timing of his run was excellent um, They created more chances um, Yes, yeah, St Johnston got a consolation second half I think they'd be a wee bit disappointed with that Because I'm not taking anything away from St Johnston But Joe Hart will look at that tonight and think I should do a lot, lot better. But when you analyse it overall, it was a terrific three points for Celtic because they were excellent today. Thank you, Martin. Thanks for getting in touch. Have a good Christmas. That was Martin from View Park. We are final caller of the evening. When I looked, at, we had at two o'clock kickoffs today at Dundee United and Hibs. Uh, I did the old calculations. I thought two, quarter to three, three quarter to four ish. Of course, VAR delays and all that. But we will just about we'll squeeze the full time report in. Before we go at uh, four o'clock However, we are about to leave As you can hear And there is still seven minutes left At Tanka, uh, Tanadice Plus all the additional time For those yeah. penalties Not given injuries Craig Gordon stretched off and so on Never mind the, the, the scoreline Not yet the result 
What a disastrous day for Robbie Nielsen Looks as if he's lost his captain Craig Gordon for some considerable time With a serious injury Lost Stephen Kingsley And before that lost Craig mm. Halkett All in one afternoon Well that is that from us to you Merry Christmas, have a good day Look after each other, enjoy yourselves And we will be back on Boxing Night From 6pm Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans will be here Grant Thompson's up for two hours And then it's the GBX at 6 What a Christmas Eve party you've got in store Mark Wilson, hopefully you get your turkey Thanks to Gordon and Hugh And as always, especially at Christmas The biggest thanks goes to you for listening Have a good